Good evening, listeners, and welcome to another installment of The Midnight Run, brought to you by us here at KWZD. We've got another powerful hour in store for you today, with the Box Seats, starting off from the, live from the Box Seats Film Festival. We've got Michael Holdner in the building today with some explosive new business to introduce to us. And Carl Adler is taking your calls about beating the heat. So if you need some ideas how to beat the heat, if you have a few tips or tricks for beating the heat, or overall, if you just want to take that heat and just beat it good, you call into Carl Adler. Lines are open. This is KWZD. KWZD is member supported content radio and podcasting. So be sure to become a member today and receive exclusive offers like attending the first annual KWZD Gorilla Film Festival, or perhaps the second one that will be coming up as the first one's now passed. But again, it's only possible to go if you are a member of the KWZD universe. Up next is Box Seats. Hi there, folks. Welcome to my perfect little spot here up on the box seats. I'm Deli Johnson. We have a special episode for you today because we are broadcasting from the first annual KWZD Gorilla Film Festival. Now, what the Gorilla Film Festival was, is, as it is happening now, is a film festival where participants bring their own films, bring their own reels, everything, the equipment from top to bottom, from chairs and cushions to film, to in some cases to actual audience members are brought entirely by the filmmakers where they uh, premiere their creations to the world and everybody at large. It's it's an excellent event. We've had a fantastic turnout, at least in the double digits. There There are, I'm told, dozen of people here. And I'm fortunate enough to be able to meet with some of our filmmakers here. And uh, we're going to talk to them about their film, what they brought, the equipment they brought, because that's having a huge impact on on what the, the filming experience is like, the, the viewing experience for the audience is like. It's, uh, we've got food vendors here. We've got water fountains. It's, it's just been an absolute blast to be here. Uh, so let's just jump right in. Uh, I have with me uh, uh, director T. Jimenez. With me, uh, yeah. Hello, uh, T. It's 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 an absolute pleasure to be speaking to you today. We, it's we, a pleasure to be here. Uh, now you Kelly. now you debuted two films here at the fest. Can you can you tell us a bit about them? I could tell you about them, but I don't want to give you any spoilers. So I will just say, that both films are titled "The Waking," and they have no other connections beyond the title because I wanted to see as a film experience how I could take an idea and take them into uh, completely different directions and so the first um, is a light romp through Paris in the spring of 1946 and the second is a documentary thriller about sleep paralysis. They have a lot of twists and turns, and uh, I hope that the festival goers felt something. 
Now, from what I... The Awakening. Absolutely. You, completely and wholly unique film experience as you brought two cyber projectors... Yes. And you had them running simultaneously. I did. Yeah. And um, also gave out um, Bluetooth headphones to each one of the moviegoers. And uh, the audio from one film played in the left ear and the audio from the other film played in the right ear. Yeah. And I really wanted to completely confuse and confound um, everyone's cognitive resources. You absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah. You brought one screen and had them playing at times on top of each other. Mm -hmm. One film would cut out side by side. One film would cut out at seemingly random Mm -hmm. intervals. But would it be fair to say that that this chaos was in fact a very elaborate orchestration, a cacophony, where you played conductor? It's... Exactly what I would call it. I believe that all art is the same. And so we must draw from each aspect the one uh, unity of art. I, I think that's an excellent note to leave on. Is uh, So The Awakening, is, will it be released anywhere else at any other time? Or is it is it exclusively here? It's over. It's done. I've moved on. Absolutely fantastic film. Uh, very interesting, uh, at the the very least, I'm sure. Okay. Viewers, uh, you've Thank given you. us Thank something you. to hold on to. And that's just kind of par for the course here, folks, as we have some very avant-garde, experimental films at work. Is As you heard, is is that what the filmmakers are bringing to the table is is completely unique and, and wholly onto the singular work. We have also have some uh, pretty straightforward films here. A surprising amount of films that pertain to apes, primates at large, specifically large apes. Um, it seems a lot of people took gorilla in its other meaning, and we have at least 14 films about this noble ape that have premiered throughout the weekend, and it's just been a pleasure. And I must say, I know a ton about gorillas and um one of the men responsible for that with his film uh misty mountain hop uh opie zimmerman yeah yeah opie uh, uh now, now you're 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 a renowned documentarian and it was interesting for you to choose uh such a a, a drastically different approach as far as subject matter for you well like to be frank, I only know gorilla to mean one thing: the the the, the big guys. The, I mean, I got one over there. You see him? Hey, wait! Did did that? Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I taught him to do that. I spent uh, a couple of months out in the Misty Mountains. I I would just videotape gorillas doing doing their normal stuff, everyday life. It was real boring. I didn't think it made for a great film, so I started to introduce myself into their society. I I would I would I would walk into a group of them while they were eating. They did not like that. Um, I I had to recover from a few broken bones. You are missing three fingers. Yes. Um, one of those was a prior incident, but. The other two were taken by the gorillas. Uh, that that guy right there. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, for those at home, is is there is a very large and statuesque ape behind Mister Zimmerman, or off in the distance. Uh, he seems to have a couple trainers with him, keeping it at bay. 
but that was very uh, interesting that you had the gorilla up next to the screen the entire time. Well, I, again, I only know gorilla to mean the big guy, so I, 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 uh, I, I brought him along with me as the star of the film. I thought it's a gorilla film festival. People are gonna want to meet the film star, and, and here he is. Hey, hey there, Chuba. Chuba's Chubba. he was he was a fantastic uh, star for the film. He he performed admirably. I did say it's a documentary, but I did I did script in a few things. You know, all documentaries are padded with the script. He's Chuba's Chuba's agreeing with me right now. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's nodding his head. Is Chuba gave a very animated Q and A uh, after the film? We seem to go over very well. Chuba's actually very good with people. He's a little violent, really, really short temper. But when he's when he's in a good mood, he's a blast to have around people. Well, Chuba is really the crux of the film. As you, as you, when you first enter the mountain, as Chuba is your thoroughfare and way into I, the society. I tried to follow him most directly as as this, what I had chosen as a star of my film. I followed him through his daily life, the drama between him. His family, his side girl, just everything. I I think it made a great film. Um, I I did get a lot of booing from the audience, but I think that's mostly because Chubba grabbed a kid. (laughs) Who is still being treated medically. There seems to be no critical injuries of any sort. Thankfully, it's... He's he's completely fine. He's just rattled up a little. Yeah, that that, that will happen. Should an ape uh, lift you and shake you from your seat as you're watching a movie? <laughs> but from what I understand, Chuba <laughs> did just want the popcorn. So uh, you you can't taunt him with food. You can't have it close to him and not give it to him. It's, I can't s- legally state that it's the child's fault, but I think that's about as far as I could legally go. So Chuba, fantastic film. Um, <laughs> I'm signing a bit to show him my appreciation. He's signing back that he's made some very aggressive gestures. So I think we're going to leave off at that. Uh, Mr. Zimmerman, Chubba, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Uh, Fantastic film. All right, let's go get you some food, Chubba. Chubba, come on! Come on, Chubba! And that's pretty par for the course here at the Guerrilla Film Festival is... Is just wholly unique experience. Is uh, is you're gonna view films in a way that you've never had it before. Uh, sometimes the six hundred pound ape staring at you and asking you for your M and M's. I really wish Mr. Zimmerman would have brought chairs for the audience. However, that's part of what made the viewing experience so unique and visceral at times. It felt like you were there, wholly immersive film. Now, when it comes to immersion within the film and true artistic expression uh, is that brought to mind uh, one of the most renowned directors we had here at the festival. Uh, I have Mr. Todd Lemont here with me. Uh, Mr. Lemont, uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Is, is, uh, thank you so much for coming to our humble film festival. Yeah, thanks for having me. You, you can call me Todd. Todd, uh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, now, you're, can you tell us... You chose to keep your film untitled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You also chose to uh, bring mostly blank frames within the film. Uh-huh. And the closed captioning, a lot of it is uh, just letters and alphabet sometimes and 
symbols. There was a bit of confusion amongst the audience, perhaps over the head of, of, of a few. Is uh, Several people say that there seemed to be no narrative at times, um, no actual visual component. Could you just tell us about how you made the film and maybe what the real heart and soul of Untitled is? Yeah, well, I wanted the feeling that people kind of create themselves. Uh, I didn't want to force too much of my own ideas onto the people. I want them to create their own film. And what better way to do that than to give them blank canvas for them to paint upon. You literally brought up blank canvas. Absolutely fantastic. Now that is not to say that the film was yet very vibrant at times, um, awe-inspiring, uh, sometimes grotesque imagery yeah. within the uh, in the frames that did have it. Some very beautiful music and scores uh, coupled with some very vulgar language. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can I be frank with you? Of course. A lot of this was extra B footage that I had lying around. Someone told me about your film festival like 20 days before. That's not enough time to actually film a movie, so I came up with a, an elaborate sort of idea and slapped it together. Like It's still a work of genius, though. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and, uh, and so we can say is this is the most guerrilla film, uh, maybe perhaps besides Misty Mountain Hop. That, but the most guerrilla film that we have at the festival is is it's cut from from just scraps on the cutting room floor, and it's it's idea and, and concept held together with chewing gum and and string. Yeah, it it came along really well, and uh, it was still fun to make, even though it was you know uh, leftover meats, so to say. Well, Todd, thank you so much for coming to the festival. Is um. Untitled, will it see the light of day anywhere else? Um, I think we have to leave for um, safety. It's not really Johnson's box seats, this is KWZD. You're listening to KWZD and this is the news. Fitness fanatics are frantically protesting for their rights not to be physically profiled by their friends. Duke Pressler stated, We are sick and tired of being pressured into having to move our friends' stuff just because we like muscles and trucks. Is the drug craze affecting your children? Learn more tomorrow about the most dangerous street drug, Tom Hanksing, known to the kids. And during our very special episode of Gumshoe, many cyclists seem to be backpedaling on their beliefs of saving the climate and switching to old Chevy trucks from the 60s. And now, a word from our sponsor, Thin Air. Thin Air will help you vanish at a discount. Less mass, less moolah. Fly anywhere in the world with a price based off your weight. 140 pounds will get you 3,000 miles for $60. Guaranteed lowest prices for lowest weighted. It is 12.45 a.m. and you are listening to KWZD.
Listeners, uh, I'm not feeling too well. I think I might be coming down with a business explosion! It is uh, Michael Holdner here, and we've got uh, another amazing business coming your way today on KWDD. It is called Wish It On Your Worst Enemy. Now, uh, we have this hot new Hitman service where they only take jobs to inflict on your enemy. Whatever you're going through, if you're having a rough time, a rough, you're in a rough situation, and you wish uh, someone else that you hate was in the same kind of rough situation, these are the people to call. It's a phenomenal new business that's taking the world by storm. Now, I happen to have brought them in to the studio to talk to you all about um, this this huge, this huge business. It's, uh, we have Mark Yates, CEO of Wishing On Your Worst Enemy. Hello, Mark. Welcome to Business Explosion. Uh, thanks for having me. Now, this this whole Wishing On Your Worst Enemy it is the kind of thing that's so brilliant that you wonder why nobody's done it before. Uh, honestly, I'm I'm surprised it took me so long to, to think of it myself. Like, I, I'm always coming up with ideas, always coming up with new businesses, but... This is the first one that really stuck because it's it's the first one that really has legs, and just the 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 fact that years and years people were telling me you know they wouldn't wish their broken leg on their worst enemies they wouldn't wish the serious flu they went through on the worst enemies and and, and finally why not? it hit me why wouldn't you want to wish it on your worst enemy exactly they're your worst enemy you want them to have bad things happen to them and so. I just I, I went into the deep web. I, I did some surfing down there, and I found some some uh, hitmen, some contracted uh, specialists, and hired them on. And you know, they all seemed really excited about my plans. They they thought you know this is a very creative way to use their tool set. Yeah, and then you don't have to kill anybody. You don't have to I deal mean, with that ethically. You can bring people close to death, and there have been a couple of times where people died after our services, but it's our service brought them strictly to the edge of death, which is what our client himself was at. Yeah, and legally, you're in the clear at yeah. that point. Like it, it, It's very clearly written in the contract that we will bring them to the state in which you are suffering. Now, so... A lot of these, I, I assume, are very difficult. You've you've given people, uh, you've given people the flu. You have um, given people's uh, grandmothers hearing problems. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, th- these are very complicated hits that you're taking out. Uh, well, we have to we have to contract out through unnamed parties because, of course, we don't want their services being rendered useless or taken into account by people that uh, would, would abuse the power. But there are people who will obtain rare disease strains from, from research hospitals for our usage to inflict onto uh, the, these worst enemies. Wow, amazing. And now, of course, with every business that's blowing up, you always got a, a lot of uh, bad mouthers. A bunch of detractors, a bunch of naysayers. There are people who are talking about um, your privacy policy. They're saying that you are selling people's data to uh, insurance companies. They are thinking of this as a violation of their privacy. They uh, think it's a misuse of trust. 
They're saying you are not exactly forthcoming in your business practices. Now, what would you have to say about that? I would say that every word that is said to us is our property. It, it, it clearly states in your contract that anything disclosed to us is now belongs to us. And so we get to do with it what we wish. We, we could sell these, these information to insurance companies because it is our information to sell. It's no longer your information. And it, if you cannot read our contracts, you probably shouldn't be hiring us. The first rule of business is you never sign a contract you don't read and you don't understand. Correct? That is very correct. And and as far as I know, you were still protecting their anonymity. You were just giving information about the A1s and mishaps exactly. to insurance companies. Exactly. And, and honestly, I think that we're doing a great service for them because now these insurance companies are aware of these ailments and these sufferings that they could then cover. Right. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you, uh, Mark. Now, we got another guest in the building. A uh, a a wish it on your worst enemy patron Jordan France. How you doing? How, well, I'm I'm well. How are you, Mister Jordan France? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing what I love, and I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah. So you work for wish it on your worst enemy, correct? For for let me. Or, I'm I want to brag, but I'm one of the best in the business. Oh, it's, best in the business. It's not a brag. He's he's by far the best. You know why that is? I'm a two. I'm a humanitarian. What? What? I'm a humanitarian. I believe in the cause that we're doing. All right. Needs to, needs to be a little bit more empathy in the world. You know what I'm saying? Somebody. Yeah, of course. There's just the other day, poor guy gets laid off. Mm-hmm. All right. One of the guy just give him a, give him a little rounding about it. You know what I mean? Give, give yeah, him some yeah. hard times. Yeah. Hired me to get that guy, his you know, so-called friend, fired from that same job. He didn't even work at that job. All right. Wow. It was up to me. I had to get him hired to that job. I had to establish the trust, and then got him fired. Amazing. That's how good I am. Amazing. Thank you. Look, wow, Jordan Franks. So you actually have the connects to get people where you, know, you want them to go. You know, connect. I don't want to. Reveal my tools of the trade. Really, it's just. Of course. A magician never gives away secrets. Let me just tell you how it is. Charisma. You know what I mean? It's just, you just, I just ooze charisma out of I all can tell, of it. I can feel it. I you know feel what? it. I appreciate it. I see you feeling it. I feel you feeling it. Mr. <laughs> Prince. We also have a, uh, a, a third guest, uh, man injured by the service, who has a lot to say here. Mr. Uh, Andre Hall. I don't know how this is a business. I don't know how it exists. I don't know why it exists. I have tried dozens of times to sue. I have consulted with several lawyers, but somehow this business is, is it's cut up in so many which ways that you can't pinpoint a lawsuit anywhere. Is I've gone what? to Ronald T. Smith to try to get this litigated, and he is still working on it. I'm afraid the Business Center Incorporated in Switzerland is the actual contractors are separate from the entity of the business. Well, first, you, first, first, Mr. Hall, just tell us your story. What happened? What what, what did they do to you? What? Well, at first I wasn't sure what they had done to me until I did a little bit of reflecting. I was a pretty sedentary guy. I did a little bit of exercising here and there, but out of nowhere, I have a, a guy I run to at the gym, and he starts telling me about about hiking 
and climbing. And so little by little, I, it piques my interest. The guy uh-huh. takes me on a few hikes. As I start getting in. We start I buy some equipment. We go on a trip. It's fantastic because I'm getting into climbing. I'm bringing my wife along. Is I'm bringing groups of friends on excursions. Before you know it, I am an excellent hiker and climber. So I take my buddy on an excursion. We climb Mount Baldy, the highest mountain in our local township. And you know what he does to me at the at the peak? Is he pushes me off. He pushes me wow. off the peak of the mountain. Because apparently, Todd from accounting, who fell off a mountain three years ago, wished it on me. And so I get a new hobby out of nowhere, just so it's an elaborate scheme Wait, to push me off the hill. Uh, and Andre, Andre, why do you think it was Todd from accounting? Through what mishaps I may have sorta, kind of, killed Tom's hamster and lit his kitchen on fire. Tom or Todd? Tom. Just to be clear, do you also frequently forget his name to his face? Or. Oh no. A few times here and there is is, is the point. He's not that great. He's a pretty forgettable guy. Wow. But there's only one guy who's fallen off a mountain at, at work. And there's only one guy, Tom, Todd, whatever. He, he doesn't like me, okay? And well, you, I don't even know him that well. Why would you have me house it for you? You know, that's a good that's a good point. But I would like to note that legally speaking, um, you don't exactly have proof that it was wishing on your worst enemy involved. I I mean, I guess. It just, there's, there's a lot of coincidences. And then I find out this business exists. And I, I don't know what to do. I mean, I feel for you. I definitely feel for you, Andre, Mr. Hall. I, I, I understand that, uh, you know, you've been through a lot. You've been pushed off of a mountain. But, you know, this is a business. This is a, this is a very reputable kind of business. And uh, I can't just jump to conclusions. You know something, Mr. Holdner? I might just consider you my enemy. I just might. Well, folks, that's all we have for today. This has been another great episode of Business Explosion. I'm Michael Holdner, and we'll catch you next time when we are bringing in the mastermind behind findyourdog.com. You're listening to KWZD. Listeners, you're coming back to KWZD with another installment of, you guessed it, that's right, Call Carl. I'm your main man, Carl Adler, here in the studio tonight. The lines are open. Call in today for your tips from me on how to beat the heat. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're trying to beat the summer heat. My goodness, it is a warm one out there. So let's uh, let's get those uh, callers coming in and see what we can do to stay cool. Right, I believe we uh, our line yo our lines are lighting up. I believe we do have a caller. Uh, hello, Carl. All right, listener. Uh, oh, how you doing? What's uh what's the name? Are we calling from? So I'm, my name is Spencer Shirley. I'm I'm out here Spencer. in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, it can get really hot in that Phoenix. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty warm. Uh, listen, my air conditioner is broken, and uh, I'm out here trying to fix it, and I just I'm having a hard time. It's been broken since it broke. Uh, Started hissing this morning, and uh, and now I'm just trying to get it fixed. There's no cold air, and I I just I'm not sure what to do. I flipped the fuse box. 
Well, I'm going to stop you right there, Spence. Sounds like you're a little out of breath. You need to, you need to calm yeah, down. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty warm. It's pretty it's warm right, out here. It's all right. You can calm down a little bit. It's like, I've got the perfect solution. You don't even need that oh, air conditioner. I've got the perfect solution for you. You know what they say? A lot of people like to take layers off when they go out in the sun. Just beats down on them. Really, really burns their skin. You know what you're supposed to do? You're actually supposed to bundle up. Bundle up? So the sun can't hit your skin. It just... All the sweat just stays really moisturized, keeps you cool. So what I want you to do, you got a nice big quilt blanket laying around, maybe uh, in the attic or anything. Uh, yeah, it's in the attic because it's, oh, it's, right. it's no, in no, the winter. You, just... you get that quilt blanket, you bundle up. That's right, you got to bundle up to stay cool. It's just science, man. You, you, Spence, are you with me? Yeah. Spence, there you go. Yeah, yeah. All right, man, that's right. Uh, yeah. You gotta, you, gonna, you go get that All quilt, right. you'll, feel, you'll feel way cooler, man. Honey, get in the attic. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everybody. No, that's right. You know, a lot of people don't understand that you really gotta go things in a a different kind of way. You you gotta put clothes on to stay cool. Sometimes it's just it's kind of how this crazy world works. Yeah, I think we got another caller. Caller, I think uh, you're on with Carl. Hi, Carl. <clears throat> um, uh, who's uh, who's uh, who's this? Hi, Carl. It's Louise. How you you? doing? It's hot out here. You know what, Louise? God damn it, Jerry. Screen the calls. No, no. It's all right. It's all right. I've been going to therapy. I think uh, my therapy... This is going to be good for me. It's going to be good for me. Louise, what can can I do for you today? Well, it's hot out here. And I lost my roof recently during a tornado. And I just don't know how to stay cool. Louise, Louise, where are you calling from? I'm calling from next door to your house. I parked my trailer there. Oh, gosh. You haven't been home in a while. I've been wondering, when are you going to get here? You're, you're a strong man, Carl. You're a strong man. I got Carl, Louise, really? It's it's so hot next to my house. It really it, isn't it though. It's just so warm next to my house. Way too hot. It's way too. So you're gonna need to take that trailer. You living in that trailer? Yeah. You're gonna have to push that trailer away from my house. Oh, but no, no, Louise. That's this the only yeah, way. It's way too, too hot. That I'm a very hot man. I radiate yeah, all kinds are. of heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you just need to push that trailer. Far away from me as possible. Uh, are you sure? I just, it's the only way to stay cool. Okay, can I wait till tomorrow night? It'll be a little cooler. Sooner the better, Louise. Maybe I can put my clothes back on. Oh, God. I think think, think we're going to wrap that one up. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I think that was another satisfied caller. That's right, is, uh... I myself is a very, very desirable man, and sometimes I, uh, I have an effect on people that just I can't explain. Now I, we're not gonna get too much into that. I think uh, we've got a lot of callers tonight, and uh, let's just let's just keep this call train moving. All right, caller, I think uh, you're live on KWZD. Carl, how you doing, caller? Uh, yeah, this is Brett Freddy. Bre- Brett Freddy, where are you calling? Brett Freddy, yeah, um, I'm I'm up here in North Dakota, and it's. It's sweltering. It's like it is seventy-two degrees, and I am dying. I I try. I'm trying to farm my potatoes, and I just I, I passed out once or twice while I was farming, and I just 
I I don't I don't know how to handle it. It's 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 so hot. I don't know, Freddie. I think uh, it, it, you don't you don't know how uh, hot it is. Right, it's never right, been this all right, hot. All right, all right Freddie. Is a uh, you said it was seventy two de- degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. I'm calling here from nice uh, sunny California. Seventy two is a uh, you passed out for the seventy two degree uh, temperature. I passed out from my potatoes. It is criminally hot. I tried calling the police on this temperature. You know, I'll, you know what I can. We're gonna work this out together, Freddie. I got you. You know that was a good idea. I like where your head was at with calling the police, but you know, not everything can be solved. The law enforcement. I do believe you said you uh you farm potatoes. 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 That's right. If I do believe potatoes grow underground, don't they? Yeah. Now what you're gonna want to do is you're gonna dig a big hole. You like get, my sleeping pit? Like you gotta sleep exactly. You're gonna wanna crawl into that sleeping, maybe extend that sleeping pit a little bit. Maybe just try and live down there with with your potatoes. Might even make it easier yeah. to to farm them potatoes. I can plug them there. out from above me. You can plug, plug them from above you. Little bulbs, uh, little bulbs of goodness. Just pick those uh, right out of the ground. Sure, sure. Give me the shovel. Sure. All right, that's another satisfier call. Now a lot of people, like I said, there's a, always a. A way about going things. Sometimes they're not quite as traditional as you'd think. There are whole communities I hear living underground to beat the heat. Now, I believe, uh, Carl, if you're still listening, you might even want to check that out. Maybe live an underground community. I believe, do we have a... Uh, we have any more callers? I believe uh, we have a... Uh, uh, hello, Carl. Oh, we do. No. All right, Carl, you're here with uh, Carl Adler. What can I do for you today? Hi, my name is uh, Louis Frederson. Louis Frederson. I- I'm I'm calling out from Townton, Ohio, and I'm just in a little bit of a, a thermostat war here at the office. Uh, see. Oh, you're an office man. That's yeah. Oh, that's just something and, I could never get behind. Just you know, uh, being chained is, to a desk. It's just too hot here. I'm 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 in at this desk, typing away, writing my code, and uh, I keep turning the thermostat down, and somebody keeps coming back and turning the thermostat up. I think it might be Samantha. She's always wearing a, a a sweater and a shawl, and sometimes she'll wrap herself in a blanket. I'm like Samantha, just stop messing with the thermostat. Some of us have high body temperatures. Now I, I just I just don't know what to do, Carl. You know, so I I'm think I you. think I've got a solution. Do you uh you work in this office? What is your dress code at this office? Uh, gotta you wear, wear a shirt, uh, tie, jacket. Shirt, tie, yeah. All right, I feel it's really it's not it's not the office. It's not the thermostat, Lewis. It's not the thermostat that's making you hot. It's the shackles. It's that it's that straight jacket you're wearing. That's right. You're gonna want to just take off. Uh, take un- undo your tie a little bit. Take the jacket off. Maybe yeah. even uh, okay. undo your pants. You really gotta just yeah. you gotta oh, free oh, yourself. Oh. That you know that's right. You gotta free yourself oh, you're from right. the shackles of the man. You're no. right. I do need to free myself from these shackles. I've been working here. I've been working here twelve years. I haven't gotten raised in five years. This is nonsense. I deserve better than this. You know what? Larry, you do deserve better. Than Larry, this. Larry, I want to tell you something. I need a raise. Uh, I think we lost. You know, I think we lost him. But he sounded in a good place. Sounded like he was uh, really taking hold of his situation. I had to say, I've had a phenomenal time talking to everybody out there. 
I want to thank everybody for calling in. Just remember, just sometimes you just gotta really, you gotta really think about your situation. Sometimes to get cool, you gotta layer up. See what I mean? No. Thank you for listening to KWZD. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for joining us tonight on this episode of The Midnight Run, presented by your friends here at KWZD. I want to thank all of our guests today, all of our hosts, all of our panelists, all everybody who attended the KWZD Gorilla Film Festival, and most importantly, you, our listener. And also, most importantly, our sponsors, because they keep the lights on. And you know who else keeps the lights on? Members like you who support KWZD. Support today, you get a free tote with any subscription-based plan. Well, we'll see you next time here at the station. I'm Matt Ramirez signing out. This is KWZD.